Welcome to the Web Freedoers podcast, where we have discussions with thought leaders, content creators, and those leading and building the web free space. Every conversation is different, and I hope you will find it interesting and learn with me along the way. I'm your host, Chris Koronowski, and on this third episode, we will discuss metaverse advertising, experiences, and marketing with Eddie Santos. Eddie is a content creator and podcaster, and you can check his podcast called Metavertising. He's also building a marketing agency that is using augmented and virtual reality experiences as a way to empower marketing of different companies. I hope you will enjoy our conversation. Welcome everyone to Web Free Doers podcast. Today with me is Ali Santos, and we'll be discussing a very interesting topic, which is metaverse and marketing. So Ali, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Really glad to be here, Chris. Yeah, I'm so excited that you accepted the NFT invitation and thank you for finding the time to, to be on the call. So Ali, before we'll jump to the discussion of the metaverse, I would love to get to know you a little bit more. So if you can give us a little bit of your short story, especially uh, the story before you've joined the Web3. Right. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm going to take a few steps back on my, my story, even before I got into marketing. So I, uh, before that I, I spent, uh, around 10, 10 years, give or take in the it industry. Right. So I worked for a few global companies such as Johnson and Johnson and Mars. And, um, and I was a, a global it project manager for SAP projects, which is, a it's a it's a management software, I guess I can call it like software. Uh, the SAP can do a little bit of everything, and mm-hmm. so um, uh, I used to manage these global projects of implementation of the SAP software, and um, and I I got into like I was I was working with IT because I've always loved technology so much, like since I was young, and um, but like at the same time I wasn't feeling very fulfilled with like the stuff that I was doing in IT and I felt I was meant to do something different. You know, I was meant to do a little Mm -hmm. bit more than that and have a bigger impact. And so I started looking into marketing back at the time. And uh, I really related with like uh, marketing because it was something very scalable. And uh, I consider myself to have like a a natural sales talent, I guess, because of my family, my my family Mm -hmm. background. And so like, I really related with marketing and I, I, I could totally envision myself going to marketing. So I started studying it. And then in 2018, uh, I quit my job and then I decided to focus full-time on marketing. Right. So that was like about four years ago. And, um, and then like, I remember that in 2019, a little bit before, uh, the pandemic in 2020, like I was already, you know, like I was one year into marketing. So I was studying a lot of, a lot of things and I was, you know, trying a lot of things as well, making a lot of mistakes. And, um, back then I remember that the, the, the Amazon devices were starting to become really popular, like the Alexas and, and all those things. And so I remember it was starting to become really, really popular. And uh, I remember consuming a lot of podcasts that would talk about voice intelligence and all that, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And so I, I remember like thinking like, okay, so this is one of the, the, the biggest trends that is happening right now that combines, you know, marketing and technology, which is really cool. And I really related with that, but it's already happening, you know? So what is the next big thing that it's going to mm. happen 
that I am going to love working with and it's going to combine technology and marketing. So immediately, like it was very clear that it was going to be augmented reality and virtual reality, right? Like I, I could clearly see that it was like a few years off still. Uh, but like, I could clearly see that it was going to be the next big thing. And okay. so, um, and when I had this idea, this epiphany, I was like, dude, I have to start researching on this stuff. Like what is the marketing stuff that is happening in this environment? And so that's how the idea of metavertising became to fruition, right? Uh, which is uh, my podcast and also my startup. Like I started envisioning it and then like I, I tried coming up with a name. And back then I would, I was doing a lot of advertising and, um, and I love advertising. Like I really, it, it's, I, I think it's a form of art and, yeah. um, and so like when the name advertising came to my my head, I was like, dude, that's it. <laughs> and then uh, and then that's it. And then like uh, that was in 2021, give or take, like early 2021. So I started like doing some stuff, you know, doing some research, doing some content about it and whatnot. And then Mark Zuckerberg announced that he was going to change the name of Facebook to Meta. And then I was yeah. like, dude, that's it. That's that's the sign that I needed. And so uh, and so after that, I was like, I was full into Web3 and I was like, dude, yeah, that's it. That's what I need to do. And then, yeah, I've been at it ever since then. Awesome, man. So that was like your aha moment, right? The, yeah, that was the... definitely the the aha moment. Definitely. Like it was it was like a, a combination of like. I think several aha moments, like the moment that I uh, decided to go into marketing, the moment that I realized that AR and VR was going to be the next big thing. And then also the moment that Mark Zuckerberg did his announcement, like, uh, and, and when he did his announcement, it was like, dude, yes, that's what I definitely <laughs> like. If this guy wants to focus on that, like, then I definitely need to focus on that as well. So I definitely like after that, I, I became full. I went full into Web3. Yeah. Okay, full in. Okay, great. Awesome. So uh, Web3 Doers is about doing things, right? In, in Web3, but also making mistakes. So if you can also share with us a little more about your biggest mistake that oh, yeah. you've made and your learnings. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I think my biggest mistakes were definitely with crypto and NFTs because like uh, I've been trading crypto since uh, I think 2018, like when I realized that I wanted to get into marketing, Mm -hmm. uh, at the same time, I had some friends that were uh, trading in the Forex market. And then I had this one friend that um, he like all of the money that he made from the Forex market, he would put into to, to the Bitcoin. And then when, when he told me that, I was like, either I, I thought like either this dude is like really, really crazy or he's really into something big, you know. So I started doing some research on Bitcoin and then I started like trading very um, carefully, you know, uh, with crypto. And obviously I lost a lot of money <laughs> because I didn't know what I was doing. And so I, 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 I lost a lot of money on that. And then also like I remember uh, back in 2020, I when I, f I first learned about uh I think it was um Decentraland and Decentraland has mana right their their yes. cryptocurrency and I remember seeing mana and seeing Decentraland and it was just starting to grow and then I took a look at Decentraland I did some research and I was like dude this thing is awesome so I'm going to invest mm -hmm. into it because I believe in it so I remember putting a lot of money in it and then like um when I when I tried because like when I was trading like starting to trade crypto back in 2018 
it was a little different. Uh, like, uh, I remember like we had to use several different tools and like, it was, it was a little confusing, but then in 2020, when I went to buy in mana, like, um, I remember I just had to get into, get into Binance if I'm not mistaken, and they had mana. And so I just had to buy it from there and it was uh, a lot easier, but like, uh, since 2018 and 2020, buying crypto, I, I lost a lot of money. I lost a lot of money trying to learn how to buy crypto. I lost a lot of money trying to figure out the movements of the market. I lost a lot of money when I uh, tried to buy uh, Mana because I I had to send it to a wallet and I didn't have the concept, like I didn't know the concept of wallets really well. So I tried to send to a wallet and then I lost the money. And so oh like this happened many times, you know? And so I think uh, when it comes to that, you know, that was one of the, my biggest learnings. And then when the NFTs came, when I started working, like buying some NFTs back in 2020 as well, like I remember it was like a similar concept, right? You had to buy an NFT and then you would send it to your wallet. Uh, but then like back then things were not very, like it didn't work very well. Mm -hmm. So I tried buying an NFT and, um, and then like the transactions would fail and then I would get desperate because the, I, I spent some money in the NFTs and then the transactions would fail. And I was like, dude, like, did I lose my money? What happened? And then, and then like, um, I remember, I remember losing some money, like, uh, you know, trying to transfer. Because some NFTs, you needed to have a specific crypto in order to buy it. So I, I remember trying to transfer and then I lost the crypto. And so like this whole thing, like this whole process, ever since 2018, I've, I've lost money on that. <laughs> so I think those were my biggest mistakes when it comes to Web3. I lost a good amount of money if you put everything together. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Okay. So I can very relate to that. I was also starting around 2017, right? Yeah. That was the time when, when there was bull market. And yeah. then everything crashed, obviously. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that so... happened with me as well. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> like, yeah, trying like... to anticipate, like, I felt like the hacker of, like, the 21st century, you know, like, buying crypto and, like, trying to ride the bull market. And I was like, dude, like, I'm so modern, you know, like, technology, crypto. And I was like, you know, like, it was super exciting. And then the market crashed and I lost money. And I was like, dude, I'm just, I'm, I'm just another stupid guy trying to buy crypto <laughs> along with like other hundred thousand people that also have, must have lost money in this, this trying to anticipate the market. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway, like that was good learnings, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, since then I was just doing dollar cost averaging and not trying to being an, an investor because yeah. yeah that's that's kind of hard just you know buy all the time same amount and just forget it so yeah, that, that's, yeah. that's my style at the moment that's uh, a good strategy yeah okay great so uh i would love to also know like what because yeah you're right now in the metaverse space right so you right. probably explore that with many other people in the metaverse so mm -hmm. what was the number one advice that you get from got from someone uh, that you feel that was the most valuable advice um i think there's a there's a few advices that i consider were really really interesting uh, i think that the the first one one of the first ones that i would like to bring is like there's a lot of people talking about the metaverse right now, right? So yeah. there's a, I've done a few posts about it and I think you know it, right? Like about the fact that uh, we're living, I believe we're living in kind of a Web3 bubble right now in the sense of like, 
there's there's too much being offered, but there is not much demand, right? And so in that sense, like there's a lot of people that have started talking about Web3. I remember when I did my first few posts about Web3, um, I was like, I was one of the, like in my network at least, like I was one of the few people talking about it. And, mm -hmm. and I remember it was hard to find content about Web3. And so like, I remember like uh, back in the day it was like that, but now like there's this huge amount of content about Web3. So in this sense, I believe there's a bubble, but the thing is like, there's a lot of people talking about it, but there's not a lot of people living it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the, one of the biggest takeaways that I can bring. Like if you want to be really, if you want to be at the forefront of like the metaverse and Web3 and all that jazz, like, do stuff, you know, like yeah. actually do stuff, like be inside of like metaverse environments, talk to people there, meet people there, because yeah. uh, what it turns out is that like, there's a lot of like really, really like experts or maybe like very highly skilled VCs and like, you know, some really interesting individuals that are doing that because they're investing money into that. They're exactly. investing their mm -hmm. time into that. So they, it, it only makes sense for them to be in these environments, right? And I think the same thing goes for like NFTs and crypto, like, you know, like actually put your time into it and actually do it. You know, I think there's, because as I said, there's a lot of people talking about it, but not many people doing it. And so when you actually start doing it, you start getting insights that most people are not having, you know? Mm. And, um, and I think these insights in the future are going to be extremely valuable. So yeah, that, that would be definitely like, uh, I think the advice number one. And then number two, is like um don't don't take for granted the stuff that is happening now in the mm -hmm. sense of like there's a lot of solutions coming up but most of them are not very uh, practical mm -hmm. so like as we were just discussing like there's a lot of things that are still like a little hard to use there's you know there's a lot of challenges in trying to adopt these technologies yeah and i think that's the um, that's okay right now, you know, because it's the early stage. And so in that sense, like, uh, don't take that for granted because in the future, uh, things are going to be completely different. You know, like everything is going to be completely different. That's what I believe. And so like, um, you might not see it now, but like try to have a long-term vision, I guess is what I would say. So, yeah. Okay. So obviously metaverse is something that excites you the most, right? In terms of web three. Right. Is there Definitely. any other topic that excites you as well as, as metaverse? Well, I think um the underlying technology, which is not as elegant as talking about the metaverse, right? When we talk about the metaverse, we we envision like virtual reality, augmented reality, which is super cool. Yeah. But I think there's the underlying technology um that happens. That, that that needs to be in place so that the metaverse happens as well. So one thing that I definitely like, I definitely don't see people talking about it uh, as, as, as often is like 5G, 6G, mm. edge computing, you know, like these very like kind of technical stuff that happens in the background that I think it's going to be really important for the metaverse to happen, you know? So definitely like um, these topics, I think, you know, are... I wouldn't say they're underexplored because I, I do know that there are like some big companies that are exploring these topics, but it's going to be a very high in demand uh, market as well in the upcoming future. Right. And, and so, you know, edge computing, uh, 5G, 6G, you know, like uh, cloud, all that stuff, you know? Um, and so, so yeah, 
So definitely that's uh, one of the things that I think is the most interesting about the metaverse. Okay, so in order to get really to that metaverse that we could envision, right? We would need to have that technology in place, right? Yeah, for sure, definitely. And uh, it's funny that um, the, I think the metaverse in many in many different uh, ways, it's a combination of different things coming together so yeah. that it can fully happen. And I'm not just talking about the technology because you know there's a technology like as I said, edge computing, six G. The NFT, smart contracts, you know, all that stuff. So all of that needs to be in place for the yeah. metaverse to happen, just like it happened with the internet, right? With the internet, you need like the internet provider, you need the websites happening, you need the uh, the computers, you know, the hardware, and you need so you need all of those components in order. So the metaverse is not different, you know. So um, I think there is this aspect of the 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 layer of the metaverse happening, but there's also another aspect with which is like the creator economy. Like yeah. we're going to have, we're going to need people creating content, creating great environments, creating great experiences um, because, you know, uh, there's not, there's not much use to this entire technology. If there is not great, you know, entertainment, let's say in the metaverse for us to consume. Right. Exactly. So I think in that sense, like there's a lot of stuff that needs to come together and it needs the collaboration of everyone. Like not only the the technical people, the technologists, but also like the creators, the creative people, right? And I think that's how it all comes together. Exactly. So you've already started like, describing a little bit like how the metaverse should be, you know, uh, structured. But like, what what is your description? Like, let's also a little bit explain to the audience. Like, what is your description of the metaverse? Right. So uh, I always like to start by saying that the literal definition of the metaverse is like an enhancement of the universe. That's the literal definition okay. of the world, the, the word. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and so like in that sense, I think it translates perfectly to the concept of what the metaverse is, because when we yeah. talk metaverse, we're not just talking about, you know, me getting into, uh, I don't know, Decentraland or maybe spatial, which are considered metaverses or maybe even mm -hmm. Roblox or Fortnite or whatever that is like. It's not just a virtual environment that happens inside of your computer. It can also be augmented reality. It can mm -hmm. be a mix of both, which is uh, people uh, like to call it mixed, mixed reality or maybe mm -hmm. extended reality. So it's the combination of all of those things. It's a way for you to enhance your already existing universe. So that's the definition, I would say. That's the description of what the metaverse is. So it encompasses all of those things, not just, you know, like... Uh, digital virtual realities that you need to have like VR goggles to access it, yeah. you know? So so we know that there is a lot of companies developing right now the metaverse, right? So right. who is the closest to the ideal description of the metaverse? Is there anyone right now? I think that's a great question because I've heard the other day and I thought that was really interesting that technically you can only consider a metaverse a metaverse if it is developed on top of a blockchain. Mm. So like, I think that's really interesting, but I'm not sure if I agree with that definition. So in that sense, like uh, I like to consider metaverse, whatever environment that is, uh, that, it, that happens digitally. And it can be like, I'm talking about, as I said, like virtual reality, augmented reality, all that stuff, the combination anyway, but mm -hmm. like the one that is able to create the best experience in the terms of like being a metaverse, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and that also allows me to uh, complete, let's say, fulfill my goals, you know, like to, uh, let's say I want to meet friends or I, I want to have a business meeting 
or I want to, to, to explore art or whatever that is, or I want to watch a DJ in a virtual environment. So whatever, you know, metaverse that is able to encompass uh, users to fulfill their, their goals or their desires, I think it's going to be the most successful. So in that sense, in that definition of the, the, the word, um, I'm thinking here, like, what is the, what is the top metaverse? Like, what is the best one? Um, I, I think, I, I think VR chat is doing a great job with metaverse, like seriously. And, um, because they, they are one of the, let's say they are one of the metaverses that I think, first of all, creates the most, uh, immersive experience. Mm -hmm. So in order to use VR chat, you, you, you need, as the name says, a virtual reality device. You need a yeah. VR device, right? So um, so I think it, this allows for a more immersive experience, which I think it's an important element of the metaverse. And then second of all, like, their, dude, their user base is so interactive. Like, they're so, the people that, that go to VR chat, they are so friendly. Yeah. And, and they actually like to live in a virtual reality environment. They, they do activities they make friends, you know, like they, they go on quests together. They literally go to bars and clubs in, in a virtual reality environment just for fun, you know? So, so it's a whole culture that happens in there. And I think that's extremely powerful. Like there's, there's a very strong community in there. So I think in that sense, you know, I think VR chat is doing an amazing job, not to mention from a marketing perspective, like there are many brands exploring VR chat right now with mm -hmm. amazing experiences that I, I genuinely think it's interesting, you know? So I think in that, you know, in that whole sense, I think VRChat is doing an amazing job. Awesome. So you already started speaking about a little bit about the marketing. So I would love to go to that direction, to, to our favorite topic. So let give, let, let's give us some examples about what is really happening right now in terms of the marketing, advertising, maybe also... Uh, in the metaverse. Can you give us some example of what is already happening? And then we can think about what could be the future. Right. So um, marketing is, you know, definitely already happening. Like uh, it was definitely one of the first few things that was going to happen in the metaverse was marketing, right? Yeah. Um, advertising though, like uh, we're starting to see the first few signs of advertising in the metaverse. So for example, I think Roblox did a, a great job recently. Um, mm -hmm. about um, doing advertising in the metaverse, right? So they've created these very immersive like uh, billboards, which I'm mm -hmm. not a fan of billboards in the metaverse because that's like, that's the most, I think the most basic way for you to explore advertising in the metaverse is like creating flat billboards, right? Which yeah. is definitely not fun. You know, it's not a cool experience. And so I think <clears throat> uh, in that sense, you know, uh, I, I'm not a fan of billboards in, in the metaverse. And so Roblox is doing billboards, but they're doing somewhat immersive, let's say, billboards. So it's an animated billboard that you can actually get inside of, and then it mm -hmm. transports you to a different experience. So yeah. I think that was like the closest that we've gotten to what, what I believe is going to be advertising in the future, right, in the metaverse. Um, but in terms of marketing right now in the metaverse, there's a lot of amazing stuff happening. So there's a lot of experiences, right? So I, that's what I believe the metaverse is going to be about mm -hmm. when it comes to marketing. It's going to be about the experiences. It's going to be about uh, making people feel things that make them feel excited to interact with your brand, right? 
So I think there's a lot of different uh, examples. So, um, for example, one recent one that I was uh, excited about was Walmart, right? So Walmart now allows you to use augmented reality in order to try clothes uh, mm. digitally. And so mm -hmm. basically you take a picture of your body and then their augmented reality technology identifies your body. And then it overlays the clothing, you know, on top of your body. So you can see how it would look like, you know, when you actually buy those clothes, right? And so I think that's a very interesting application of like um, a branded, you know, thing happening in the metaverse, right? But there's like all all sorts of different examples. So um, a few ones that I was also really excited about were happening a lot in Roblox, surprisingly. So there's a lot of brands going into Roblox and creating these um, these branded environments inside of Roblox that mm -hmm. users can actually play around with and have experiences inside of. So there's the Nike one, which is extremely popular. And I've been there, like I've, I went to the Nike environment inside of Roblox. And it's a, it's it's fun, you know, like you can buy skins, like you can buy different skins that are Nike branded. You can play basketball, you know, you can interact with people that like Nike. And uh, every time I went there, because I went there in different times, but every time I went there, like there was all, there were always people there, you know, like playing yeah. the games, you know, like mm -hmm. playing around and playing the games. And so they're having fun, you know. And there's also like Hyundai is there, Tommy Hilfinger is there, Vans is there. I, I thought that the Vans environment was really, really fun inside of Roblox because you get to ride a skate inside of Roblox. And it's actually really, really cool. It really reminds me of, uh, uh, what is the name of the, the, the PlayStation 1 game? Uh, Tony Hawk, which yeah, is was Hawk, like yeah. the, the skate game for PlayStation 1, right? Which everyone, you know, like it was all of the the, the hype back then. And so like, you know, these are branded experiences happening inside of the metaverse, right? And and some of them are not as cool, you know? So there's some of them that completely flop, but there's some of them that are actually pretty fun. So I think those are the like the, the, the first few signs of like, you know, uh, marketing in the metaverse, right? Done right, you know? Yeah. Um, so I believe if you focus in the experience and you focus about, the you know make the user your focus you know put the user in the center of those experiences i think you can be really successful with uh, metaverse marketing mm, very interesting so exactly as you said metaverse will be about experiencing things right and uh, right now a lot of b2c companies are exploring metaverse do you see any value for b2b companies to to get into metaverse yeah, that's a great question that comes up really, really often. And uh, yeah, there's definitely a big application for B2B. So um, if you think about uh, the first thing that I that I like to, to bring when I answer this question is like, um, if you want to use uh, like Web3 or the metaverse for B2B purposes, see Web3 as a tech stack, as, as a tool set for uh, your company, right? So mm. in that sense, what I'm saying is like, Inside of Web3, because when we talk about, let me just differentiate the concepts here. When we talk about metaverse, we're talking about virtual environments, right? When we talk about Web3, we're talking about metaverse, we're talking about NFT, we're talking about smart contracts, 5G, 6G, edge computing, you know, blockchain. So that's the, you know, that's Web3, you know, that's what Web3 is, is a, is a set of tools, is a tech stack, you know? Yeah. And so in that sense, I think there's a lot of stuff that your your brand could leverage uh, for B2B purposes, right? Mm -hmm. So for example, um, 
like uh, Salesforce is doing like amazing stuff in in a B2B environment. And uh, the last time I've, I've, I was doing research on that and the last time that I heard about them, they were using NFTs as a way to connect with their already existing customers and then also mm. offering NFT solutions to the customers of their customers, right? So yeah. as a way to strengthen the relationship between them and create kind of a token of loyalty, if I'm not mistaken. So like, you know, uh, that's what I'm saying, like using NFTs, for example, or maybe using smart contracts or maybe using virtual reality as a way to enhance the already existing relationships the already existing uh, features that your brand yeah. can provide, right? And so NFTs can be used as a way uh, for you to... Uh, create a token of loyalty for your for your already existing customers or maybe just like you did to send an invite to a meeting that immediately stands out from the rest of the people that are inviting them to meetings right so i think that's a very interesting thing and so um in that sense you can also use virtual reality for example for trainings uh bank of america back in 2020 at the peak of the pandemic they employed a virtual reality trainment uh, mm. training for uh over 50,000 employees you know oh, wow. so they've Impressive. they've used like actual metaverse technology in order to train their employees and i generally believe that training and education are going to be two of the one of the first you know biggest industries of the metaverse especially because you know as i said you can apply it for b2b and b2c so you can train your employees you can train your peers you can offer training to your peers as well and um and so like see web3 as like a set of tools that you can use to enhance your b2b business that's what i would say mm. that's that's really interesting because what i for example see also that right now we are working in very remote environment especially because of the COVID, right so yeah, definitely even recreating your office in the virtual reality space and then inviting yeah. your clients to meet in that virtual reality spaces that could be something interesting or oh yeah you know, definitely even having your employees working in different rooms in that virtual reality and, and meeting in that virtual reality, right? For for those meetings that are held. That could be also, I will say, an interesting concept, right? Yeah, definitely, as, definitely. And as you said, like the tool stack of Web3 with NFTs, this I think could be utilized in many different aspects, many different ways. Uh, Salesforce, great example with the, the CRM, uh, the biggest CRM right now uh, out yeah. there, right? And we can just only imagine like how they can connect NFTs with the Salesforce together. So it would be really, really interesting for the B2B as well. Uh, great. So I would love to also ask you a question. If anyone would like to start with the metaverse, what will be the easiest way to, to do that? Let's say you... I have a business, right? I, and I would like to explore either starting something in the metaverse uh, or do some marketing. Like what would be the easiest way to do that at the moment? Right. So I think, um, first of all, education, right? So mm -hmm. look to educate yourself around not only the trends, because I think there's a lot of people talking about like news and the trends of the metaverse and whatnot, but seek for actual, you know, meaningful content that you can learn stuff from to understand the structure of the thing that you're getting yourself into. So for that, I would definitely recommend uh, names like Matthew Ball and Kathy Hackle. 
which mm. I think I think are like like very big educators when it comes to metaverse. And um, and so educate yourself. I think that would be uh, tip number one. And then tip number two is like get into a metaverse, you know, access spatial.io or access, mm. you know, uh, decentraland.com, you know, like access these metaverses and get into it to see what it's like, you know, interact with people there. Um, try to have a meeting with a, with a peer, you know, you can buy a Oculus uh, VR, you know, like you can uh, buy a, uh, a Quest device, you know, like one of the meta mm -hmm. uh, VR devices, you can buy one and you can have meetings inside of their metaverse, which is Horizon. And, uh, and, and I recall you, 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 you were talking about that with me, right? Uh, via LinkedIn, we had a discussion about that. And so like, you could do that. You can ask a client to have a meeting with you in the metaverse. And so yeah. in that sense, like, uh, I think that's an interesting way for you to get started to actually be inside of the metaverse. If that's what really would, where you want to be. And then, uh, a, th a third tip, but not the less, Im less important tip, I think it would be like have an actual reason to be there right? mm. because I think, uh, and I heard this from a guy um, the other day that I went to a conference about, you know, metaverse. And uh, I heard this from a guy and uh, we had a very similar discussion. He said, he watched the presentation and then he said like, dude, it sounds to me that this metaverse thing is the next big thing, man. Like I, like it's the goal, it's the gold rush. Like I, I have to be there, you know, like it, you know, as soon as I get home, I'm going to buy some NFTs. I'm going to buy some crypto because, you know, like I need to get, my, you know, I need to get started. And I was like, dude, yes. Like I, I genuinely believe that the metaverse is going to be big. It might not be the next big thing. It might be the big thing in like 10 years or maybe 15 years. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but like, I definitely believe in the potential of the metaverse. However, like if you really want to get into the metaverse, like, see an actual reason for your company to be there, right? See an actual reason for you to be there, right? So what is the, what is the why behind, you yeah. know, driving this decision, right? What is the, the actual reason? Like find utilities, find like problems that can be solved by you being in the metaverse instead of like being there because it's the hype, you know? Exactly. I think, you know, I think all in all, it is useful for you to be in the metaverse, like learning, you know, like being there, exploring, learning, interacting with people and whatnot and understanding what the space is. But, uh, but like at the end of the day, if you really want to get into the metaverse, find an actual reason to do so, like for your company to be there. Right. So I think that's it. Yeah. 100% agree with you. Uh, definitely money and hype should be not be the main driver, right? Yeah. <laughs> Find your why, why, why to be there. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, the cool thing that you also mentioned is that you really don't need to invest a lot to try and learn because spatial is free, right? To, to, to access, right? So, so you can really play out and, and figure it out what could be done with, with spatial, for example, or other metaverses. So you don't need to really invest a lot of money to, uh, to try it out, right? And obviously, we can also recommend your podcast, right? Because you are also recording a podcast about about metaverses, so definitely something yeah. to to look for in terms of learning. And definitely, great. definitely, great. And uh, so I have one more one more question also about the future of the metaverse, right? So right. we know that kids right now are spending a lot of time playing games like Roblox, playing definitely. games like 
Fortnite, right? They're so, they're metaverse natives. They're metaverse natives. They were born and the metaverse already existed, you know. So that's a I think, you know, take a step back to realize this 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 concept, right? It's like when uh when we were born, Chris, the internet didn't exist, right? Like yeah. it was just being invented. And so we grew up in a world where the internet was being invented. And so now, like, think about, like, for whoever it is listening, that if you have kids, I'm sure, like, uh, most of your kids or maybe, like, everyone that has kids that is listening, your kids were born in a, in a day and age that the, the, the internet was already mature. So yeah. they were born, you know, and they grew up already intuitively knowing how to do these things, how to mess around with these stuff, the devices and the internet and the apps and whatnot. So think about a kid that is born in an environment that, you know, is metaverse native, you know, so yeah. they were born in the metaverse already existed. So think about that, you know, like, I think the biggest takeaway that I've had from this specific point uh, the other day was when uh, I heard this influencer, like a very big person in the metaverse, but I don't remember who he was saying that his kids spend more money into Fortnite skins than actual real life clothing. You know, so that blew me away. I was like, dude, that's that's what that's what being truly metaverse native is like. Yeah, exactly. Like this is exactly what what friends of mine who has kids already like 10, 12 years uh, said to be exactly the same. Like they're they're coming they're Those kids are coming to 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 parents and saying, just give me some money because I need to buy that skin in the game. You know, <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, that's exactly. completely crazy for us. That that's really crazy. And uh, but but then you can you can imagine, right? Those those kids will be in 10, like yeah, 10, 20 years. They they will be on the on the market, right? They will be developing next big big things, but they are already, as you said, metaverse native. Uh, but but there are also a lot of I think that there there are some things that we need to be aware of in terms of educating kids that reality. Is reality here, not in the game, right? How do you how do you see that education to they so the kids will not spend so much time in the virtual world, but in in real world, right? Right, that's a great question because like um, another thing that I've heard the other day that I thought it was really interesting is that these kids that are metaverse native they don't differentiate the words reality and virtual virtuality, you know, like mm. they they don't differentiate it. For them, both things are reality, actually. They, wow. they define it that way because if you can see it and if you can interact with it and it makes you feel things, then it's real as well. You know, it's just a, maybe a different kind of real. So I think, you know, this concept is also something that is interesting for us to take a step back and, and really, you know, think about it because it really shifts our perspective as people that are not, you know, born in the, in the metaverse environment. And so um, I think that's the first thing. And then the second thing is in that sense, like considering the types of kids that you guys, uh, that you guys that are listening already have, or maybe that you will have, and, and I will have as well. I'm not sure if you want to have kids, Chris, but like, um, you know, really thinking about like uh, allowing them to understand that, this is actually a tool, you know, Yeah. this is a, this is a, it, it's not, it's not life, you know, it's a tool for you to live your life, you know? So it enhances your already existing capabilities and you definitely need to make the best usage out of it. But like at the same time, like it's not your entire life. 
because I think one of the the things that really baffle me about you know Instagram and like Facebook and and TikTok now um, is like um, a lot of teenagers they spend a lot of time in these social medias and they let the concepts that are happening within the social media to define their personalities mm. and I think that's extremely dangerous you know it, it makes teenagers to question their bodies you know it makes them yeah. see like extremely beautiful instagram models and and suddenly think i'm not good enough because i'm not that beautiful as her you know and in reality like based on my experience over the years like i've met some uh, people that have a lot of followers in these social medias and a lot of these people that live off of their appearances like live off of their looks you know like their um the fact that they are good looking people they are often very miserable inside you know so i think um in that sense like uh, in considering this context i think it's important to uh let our children know that you know yes. that it, it is a tool don't let this tool define you you have to define this tool because it's not it's not the tool that uses you it's you that uses the tool you know so i think that's the that's the education that needs to happen, you know, in place for our kids. And at the same time, like, I think we're living a day and age where, um, like, we've just come out of like a social media crisis because mm. of all of the issues that happened within social media, like uh, Facebook and Instagram. And now I'm pretty sure TikTok is eventually going to have some issues on that as well. Like, um, and I think there's this consciousness that is, you know, being raised or maybe being created in terms of like the dangers of spending time on social media and i think uh, uh companies and regulators are trying to bring that into the metaverse as well you know like differently so like trying to do it different from what social media was you know let's try to do it differently let's try to be more conscious so i'm seeing a very interesting movement in that sense hopefully okay. you know it's going to work out uh, we don't know what we're going to have to see, but like, um, but I, I generally like to believe that there's going to happen a shift in that sense yeah. from both companies, but also from parents and from, you know, uh, potentially the teenagers of the future, you know, because being created in this environment where, you know, people have already experienced what it's like when social media goes wrong. So yeah. let's not happen, you know, let, let's not do that again. You know, let, let's just try try to do it right this time. Yeah, exactly. So I'm expecting a kid myself, a child, first child in November. Nice. So, so congratulations, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> so that's, that's exactly what really uh, worried me about, like to not end up in a world like we could see in the movie Ready Player One, right? Uh, so we really need to have that discussion going on to really be conscious about that, as you said, this is just a tool and to not make it a reality for, for us, for our kids. So this is very important, I think, topic to, to just have a discussion like going on around that. Um, great. Uh, so Ali, thank you so much for, for, for your time. Like, I would like to ask you like the last one question. So uh, people who like to follow you, where they can follow you, your journey, where they can learn about fr from you, if you can tell us also a little bit more about that. 
Definitely. Uh, once again, thank you very much, Chris. This was an amazing conversation and I hope our listeners enjoy it as well. So if you guys want to follow me, uh, just go on LinkedIn and you're going to find me. It's Eli Santos, E-L-Y space Santos. And, um, and I talk about a lot about metaverse uh, advertising, metaverse uh, marketing experiences, you know, metaverse marketing in general. And uh, that's the perspective that I try to bring. And there's also my podcast, uh, which is Metavertising. You can find it on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts and whatnot, iTunes. And um, also every week um, I do uh, a very interesting live audio event on LinkedIn with my business partner, Filippo Kisari. And uh, we talk about the strategies that brands are employing in order to explore Web3. So if you're interested about you know marketing in Web3, that's definitely something you might be interested about. And also very recently, me, Chris, and Filippo have started also like doing some live sessions on LinkedIn. So you should definitely watch out for that because the last one was very interesting. And so, so yeah, that's basically it. Amazing, Ali. Thank you so much for your time. I, I can say that I can 100% recommend the podcast of Ali. It's just amazing. I was listening to, to some episodes and it's great. So yeah, thank you so much, Ali. And uh, it was a pleasure to having you on the podcast. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, thank you very much. And wish you all guys a great day. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to the Web3 Doers podcast. If you want to learn more about what I'm working on, please follow me on LinkedIn. Check out other episodes of Web3 Doers. And if you like them, please subscribe and leave a review on the podcasting app you are currently listening on. If you are not part of Web3 Doers community for thought leaders and content creators, please join us. You will find the link as well in the description. See you on the next podcast episode.